Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. Welcome back. How is everyone doing? I feel like in the last few days, I've seen so many messages on social media from people who have kind of reached the end of their tether, whether it's with homeschooling or the lack of contact with loved ones or all the frustrations that are going with being locked down. It's, yeah, it can be tough. And I don't think that we should have any shame in admitting that. Today, my guest on the podcast will hopefully have a wealth of tips and information and help for anybody who is trying to entertain smaller kids. Daisy Upton, aka Five Minute Mum, is an absolute whiz at keeping young kids entertained and everything that she recommends can be set up in five minutes. It's genius. Um, She's got a book, um, which is available to order now. I think it's available at the moment. It did. It was available and then it sold out. I think it's available once more. Um, if not, her blog has loads of information um, on her Instagram and even on Twitter. She's always sharing tips. So follow her and get involved. And I think it's important to mention that all of her activities, I think all of her activities, if not all, then most of her activities are educational. So it is ticking those boxes and eradicating any mum guilt that you might have. So here is my chat with Daisy. Huge welcome to Daisy to the podcast. Hello, Daisy. Hello. I'm I'm just massively thrilled to have you on. I came across your Instagram a few months ago now and just kind of was lapping up all of the tips and all of the, the <laughs> knowledge and insight that you were sharing with everybody. Tell us um, about um, your kind of your blog, your social media, your book and what it is that you do. So it started two years ago, almost to the day, actually. It was a couple of days ago. It was exactly two years ago that I started uh, a blog. And I was just, the same as everybody, a tired mum of two at home. And Ewan was starting school in the September. And I thought I should really start to use some of my teaching assistant experience to teach him something that's going to be helpful at school. Um, but I had Florence, who was one. And I just was 
I just couldn't be bothered to set up the stuff that I was seeing online that was on Pinterest. And, you know, I saw things like turn your dining table upside down and (laughs) put cling film around the legs and get the paints out. And I just thought there's just no way I'm ever going to do that. And even even the teaching assistant side of me that used to do that for for a living thought, no, no chance. Uh, And I found that the more effort I put into doing those sort of things, the less the kids played with it, the less they actually were in. Oh, that's so true. You put all this effort into doing, like, creating some amazing, fun activity, and they just get really sniffy about it, and they're like, nah, I don't want to do that. I feel like there's a direct correlation, isn't there? The longer you spend, the more time, the less they play with it. It's <laughs> also It also applies with foods. Like, the other day, I yes, um, decided to go a bit Annabelle Caramel, and I made my one-year-old twins some... They're called mini fishy pizzas. Basically, it was egg <laughs> mixed with tuna, blobbed onto a baking tray, put in the oven, put... Um, um, tomato puree on top and melted cheese and I was like I am a domestic goddess I am creating a nutritious <laughs> snack and they literally threw it on the floor they sniffed it and threw it on the floor and I was like that's why I put so much effort into it that's why they're rejecting it totally it's heartbreaking yes. isn't it I can remember doing that with you and I made like a tractor out of mini cheddars. I mean, it wasn't as anything as elaborate as you putting in the oven. Um, but he just he just went bananas because I wouldn't give him any more mini, mini cheddars after he'd eaten the tractor's wheels. And I was like, this is this is backfired massively. I'm just going to do a plain sandwich from now on. I'm just going to give him a pack of mini cheddars. <laughs> exactly. That would have been all he wanted. Yeah. So and it's a similar thing with play. It just seems to be that I just didn't want to put that kind of effort in and then be heartbroken. And and then it just makes you so stressed as a parent that you've done that and then they don't interact the way you want so I thought okay how can I hack this how can I do it in a way that I could feel like I'm not heartbroken if it doesn't work and I just thought well if I don't spend more than five minutes on it then then it doesn't matter and we can do something super simple and easy and attempt to get a bit of learning into the fun activity that I've set up and spend five minutes one-on-one time with him and see what happens so that's kind of where it all started um, and I mentioned the idea to my husband about maybe starting a blog and he said oh why don't if it's if it's all around five minutes why don't you be the five minute mum so he takes full credit for the name. <laughs> Does he remind you about this on a regular basis? <laughs> he literally reminded me again this morning. <laughs> Two years later he still says do I get credit for that? Um, yeah so he said that and I so I thought oh maybe 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 and I, I thought about it for probably about six seven months I was playing games and doing stuff and and then I finally thought right I'm actually going to start a blog now because you and started to actually show the signs that he was benefiting from what I was doing I could see that he was actually learning and doing stuff without me really putting in that much effort I thought so I started blogging and then it just kind of went from there you know friends of mine played the games which was amazing the first few people that I knew that were sending me back pictures and videos of their children playing the games and saying oh this was fun and it was just the biggest thrill and buzz for me to think oh I came up with that or you know I suggested that and look what they're doing and it works you're actually kind of you know facilitating and helping these people in their parenting journeys which is amazing one of the things I love um is your is it it called your golden rule is that what you call it tell us about that so that came up about really early on. I realised that if I if I sort of put any kind of pressure on my children to actually play the activity I'd set up, it, it failed 
more likely to fail and not they weren't going to play with it so I started just setting them up and leaving it like I would do in the classroom so in a classroom in the morning we'd go in set out a load of activities and then the children would just go around choosing what they wanted to do so I did the exact same thing at home I just laid out an activity a five minute game and then I waited to for you and or Florence to find it and if they found it they would say to me, what's this, mummy? And I'd say, oh, it's a game. Do you want to play? Quite relaxed. And if they said yes, we'd play. And if they said no and just wandered off, it didn't matter because it was just a five-minute setup. It was just there. If they came back to it later, great. If they didn't, I could just plop, plop it all back in the cupboard again in, in five minutes. So that was that and I still follow that to this day I never tell them I'm going to set up a game I never say this is what we're going to do I just quietly go about setting things up when I've got five minutes and then leave it I'm so guilty of doing that I'm so guilty (laughs) of saying to my nine-year-old oh I've got this really fun thing that we're going to do and she kind of looks at me like "Um, that's really lame I don't want to do that yeah and what you're describing it's almost like kind of playing it cool it's like well we, totally. we, we could do this thing but it doesn't really matter if we do it or not it's totally <laughs> up to you <laughs> and that's it and it's it's it seems really funny but actually what you're doing is you're giving them back the control so the control mm. is in is back to the child so they feel like I've decided to play this so therefore they're much more invested in it and more likely to want to keep trying whereas if you think it's mummy's idea to play it or daddy's idea then they kind of they would be like oh if, if it's not going well then oh it's mummy's idea anyway I can just throw it I can just say no so that yeah, sort of yeah. gives them back a little bit of the power yeah which is important so in amongst all of this and I feel like we need to trademark the um the the, the, the phrase all of this because it's like <laughs> this all-encompassing experience that we're all going through but in amongst yeah. all of this um I'm guessing that your tips and ideas have just been invaluable to so many parents out there. Um, I hope so. I've definitely had a massive response from people. Um, you know, the followers have got bigger, the the engagements are more, and people are asking me for support on all different types of things. And it seems to me like I, I feel very glad that I'm two years into this already so that I, I've got a bank of ideas and, and I've got the book and I've got things I can pull upon now two years in and to say, yes, I've got that for you here. Go to this blog post on independent play or go to this blog post on how to set up this game. And I'm I'm really pleased that I've got that bank. I think if I if this had all happened when I was sort of three or four months in, it would have been much more difficult because I would have been kind of on the back foot a lot of the time going, oh, well, I can't, I can probably help you. Uh, let me write something. Let me do this. Whereas I've now got a big bank I can draw on, which is really helpful. Yeah. And it's, I mean, just, you know, it's just so hard at the moment for so many parents because, so hard. you know, with, with the older ones, obviously, we're trying to, you know, home educate them and keep things ticking over kind of school wise. But the younger ones, I feel like potentially more of a challenge, especially kind of toddler age or that kind of, you know, that kind of preschool Definitely. kind of age. It's, it's really hard, isn't it? I feel, I really feel for anybody who's got I mean you do um children that are two and under because at that age they're they're um what's the word I'm looking for their sort of engagement is so much shorter so you need a lot more ideas and things to keep keep them busy and engaged and you know as a stay-at-home mum which I've been for six years 
I would do that by going out. <laughs> so we would so we would have an activity at home. I'd play a five minute game. Then we'd go to the post office or go to the supermarket together or go to a park or go to a farm, you know, and that's how you can schedule up your day and keep them busy and entertained. Whereas we don't have that at the moment. It's And, and people sort of ask me my advice as a stay-at-home parent, but I feel like saying, I, I've never experienced this with a little one like that. And it's so much harder. And then on top of that, people are trying to work and keep their jobs yes. going. And it's it's oh. completely impossible. I mean, it is absolutely impossible. And, you know, people have asked my advice on how they can entertain a two-year-old and how they can work still. And I just have to say that I'm a, it just doesn't exist, I'm afraid. That's why nurseries exist, because you cannot, mm. you cannot actually do both. And if we could, we'd all be doing it, wouldn't we? Because we wouldn't have to pay yes. for childcare exactly. and be able to work too. But unfortunately, it's just not possible. And all we can do is keep juggle, juggle, juggle and trying our very best to to keep ourselves and our little ones happy and hopefully the five minute games what I'm hoping is if you do a couple of those first thing at least you get rid of that guilt feeling that if you do have to then work and stick the telly on or stick the iPads on you feel like well I've played a game already today so that's okay I think that is absolutely key to all of this it is just it's getting balance and you know I hold my hands up we've got so our our twins are currently 18 months old And um, yeah, like you say, we used to kind of pop them in the buggy and take them out just for random little trips out Mm -hmm. and also to play groups and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But now the amount of screen time they're getting has just completely shot up to the point where one of them will hand me the the, the TV remote control and snort like a pig. (laughs) And that's her telling me that she wants to watch Peppa. (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness. My my mum guilt is off the scale here. But I have to kind of just get that in check and think, no, because it's not like we are in a normal situation here. And, you know, we're very limited as to what we can do with these these little these little ones we can go into the garden and have a bit of a play we can play with their toys we can do one trip out with them like one of us will take um use our daily exercise to take the buggy out and do a bit of a trip around you know the local streets but that's it and that's not very exciting for you know for 18 month olds is it it's really difficult i think how we have to sort of view this time is almost the same as when we have the a newborn or newborns it's Mm. you've got to sort of see it like that so when you've got a brand newborn baby and you've got another child for that period of time I always say to people I didn't do anything then (laughs) all I did you and had like you say iPads TV and sticker books and I sang and talked to him as I was breastfeeding and trying to recover and this is this sort of reminds me a little bit of that you're sort of learning as we all go everybody's trying to figure this out because it's never happened before so we've got a relax relax the rules on ourselves and think well if they do watch loads of tv and ipads this isn't going to last forever it's going to be you know a few months of our lives we can get back to playing in nurseries and all those fun things in a few months time it doesn't matter if for the time being they're watching loads of telly they're watching lots of ipads and like you say doing one trip out and then you're doing some five minute games in between we've got to be kind to ourselves and understand that this is just not normal (laughs) that's so true I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, so what has lockdown been like for you? So you've got, is it a five-year-old and a three-year-old? That's that, right. Is that right. Yeah, yeah, Ewan's five. They're almost six and four, actually. Florence is four next month. So she's starting school in September. Oh, so you must have had um, school news recently. Yes. On, on her getting her place. Yeah. Like, that must all feel so surreal because, you know, the kids aren't at school and it's all so up in the air and all of these parents are finding out about school places and it's all just a bit bizarre very strange I feel like it must be I think if you were nervous about it and then you were finding out it must have been quite difficult because I'm thinking oh I don't know what's going to happen we were quite relaxed because Florence is already at the preschool we knew there were spaces we loved the school so it was kind of you know we knew she's going to go so it wasn't too too stressful but yeah having I feel like I'm incredibly lucky in this situation the setup we've got at home um, has enabled us to just sort of carry on in quite a normalish way because because I'm a stay-at-home mom you know I'm already at home I have a lot of activity toys things already on the go um Florence is still at home with me most of the, of the week so she's used to that environment um and we you know the only difficulty I've got is juggling a little bit of you know of my work alongside my husband's job so I just feel like I'm very grateful at the moment because we're in a very lucky situation that we can sort of carry on in as normal a way as possible. Ewan's taken to it quite well. He's quite happy to be at home learning. Him and Florence get on very well. So they're just playing as a little duo most of the time. Um, and are they aware of what's happening? I mean, I mean I'm guessing that Ewan is a bit more, but it's Florence because obviously she's at home with you normally, but you I'm guessing would be out and about a bit more with her. Yeah, we would usually be lots of groups and you know, yeah, like I say going to supermarkets and stuff like that, but they sort of are I I've talked to them in a very sort of honest, straightforward, age-appropriate way at the beginning. But I clearly did a terrible job because Flo, for a time, was scared of a giant bumblebee. Because <laughs> oh. I think I explained it as a bug, that we couldn't go out because there's a oh. bug. And she kept saying, but what about the big bee? And I was thinking, what is she talking about? And then I realised what she, how she had interpreted it. Oh, bless her. I quite like the thought of this gigantic bumblebee sort of flying around the UK and everybody was cowering in their houses, hiding from it. But um, <laughs> I sort of then had to explain. But Ewan, Ewan totally understood. He His school had done some talking about it. He totally gets it. But he's quite a laid-back child. I'm quite lucky in that respect. He's always been like that. So it sort of didn't really phase him too much. Um, and he's just, yes, he sort of understands there's a virus and he'll tell you very matter-of-factly that what it's all about. And as long as there's um, some maths to do and trains and cars and sand to play with, he's quite happy. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hearing so much about the resilience of kids and how children kind of, so many of them seem unfazed by this and they're just cracking on with it. And it's us that are kind of freaking out and overthinking things and worrying about the future and what's what's going to happen but the kids kind of seem okay in general I know that's a massive generalization but the ones that I'm hearing about yeah I think 
uh, you know, some children, I think the, the ones that find it the most difficult are children that are very happy in the routine and this has upset their routine. But I think once you get into a new routine, that can settle back down again. It almost has become a new routine, hasn't it? Everyone's sort of found their own little new ways of going about life in this strange new world. So I think, and children are just so resilient. They're just, uh, you know, they will, as long as they've got their, you know, people to love them and care about them and be around, they can sort of they can take on a huge amount children and I yeah. always think back to my, my nan's now 80 87 88 um she lived through the blitz in east london oh, and wow. was evacuated three or four times to various places that were some of which were terrible she was treated terribly <laughs> and then oh. would come home to blitzed london house destroyed you know and she talks about it as if it was the most fun she's ever had because she says it was an, you know, she just talks about it as an adventure because she was only little. She was sort of five, five to eight, five, that kind of age. And it, so I always sort of think back to her and I think, well, if she can think about, a, you know, a war and bombs dropping on her head and think of it back that way, because her mum was still cared about her and loved her and talked to her all the time, then you know, that's kind of how I think about it with my children. I try and turn everything into, to say it's an adventure and this is going to be fun and let's, you know, let's make the best of this if we can. Um, So, okay, Daisy, give us some easy ideas. I'm I'm probably putting you (laughs) on the spot here, but I'm hoping that you can just pull out of thin air. (laughs) If if someone's listening and they've kind of reached the end of their tether and they've got their kids coming up to them all the time saying, I'm bored, what can I do? Um, What what can they suggest? What can they set up in five minutes? In five minutes. So my... Uh, one of my go-to things that's good for lots of different ages I always say I've written this in my book if in doubt add water (laughs) so children love to play with water so uh, for Florence for example I'll stand her at the sink with the tap running very slowly and give her some things to wash up that usually buys me a good five minutes if I need to do something in the kitchen if I want to do something upstairs I'll put them in an empty bath with like a a little tub of water with either some some jugs and cups or some dollies or some dinosaurs to clean give them all a wash you know here's a towel here's a bit of soap or you know sometimes in hotels you get those little bottles of shampoo or yes. moisturizer even just I just usually bung them to flow or you and they just pour them all out over everything <laughs> or we make potions in the garden so you can get, add some food coloring to any kind of pots you know get dig through the recycling get out some plastic bottles and 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 fill them all with water and put some drops of different food coloring in and let them make potions that's always a really good one so I always sort of think about the first thing when I'm stuck with all different ages is to add a little bit of water it's great for babies with tummy time as well you can sometimes put like a tiny thin tray of water in front of them and put them Mm. on their tummies and they will just splash in it and as long as you're sitting watching them then you know that can sometimes just give you that five minutes of peace where you can just sit and watch them and think oh they're entertained for five minutes and you can have a cup of tea exactly there (laughs) it's like having a little (laughs) own water feature (laughs) it's like having a spa break (laughs) (laughs) exactly so that's uh lots of my games involve sort of water things uh we did one this week with you and florence with water as well where because we've got the paddling pool out which is one of those things that takes a lot longer to set up and then it you really get does, less playtime so I got I took me about 45 minutes to fill it up and then they played for about 10 before they were freezing so I, instead I chucked a load of those um, ball pit balls into into the paddling pool and I've written letters on them in sharpie pen 
and they fished them out and we tried to make words. We looked at the letters. We threw away ones that weren't in Florence's name because she's just getting to figure out her name at the moment. So that's where the level she's at. So she was saying, is that in my name? No, it's not throwing it, lobbing it across the garden. And Ewan was collecting them and seeing if he, if he could make any words out of the random letters he'd got. So... Those are sort of things that are in on my blog, in my book, and there's about, I don't know, 200 ideas up there now. So so your book's called Give Me Five, isn't it? It is, yes. A lot of people just say it's the five-minute mum book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is officially called Give Me Five. Which which we all need at the moment. We just need the, 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 those five minutes, don't yes. we? Just to kind of gather our thoughts and... Breathe. Have, you know, <laughs> yes, breathe. It's so important. In terms of you, in terms of, you know, the, the, the breathing is important, the, you know, the having the cups of tea, that's important. But what small things are you doing to bring a bit of joy and balance? Like for one of my things, having like a regular Zoom quiz with the school mums and dads, <laughs> we've been doing it every Saturday night and it always cheers me up, even if I'm feeling a little bit, you know, overwhelmed by everything that's happening and a little bit glum. We have this quiz and I'm just so happy by the end of it what <laughs> what things great. are you doing it's really really good what things are you doing to try and inject a bit of happy into your day um I'm a really keen gardener so are you yeah I, I've got only got into it about three or four years ago and I started watching Monty Don on Gardener's World and I just became hooked so my thing is once the kids are in bed I spend like I know, 20 minutes just watering the garden in complete peace and just oh. looking at all the flowers I grow lots of different color flowers so I just wander really slowly through the garden with a hose just like hosing everything down and that is what and then I go back inside have a cup of tea and a cream egg and that's usually calms me back down again <laughs> that just sounds like heaven to me right now I mean it's the it's, it's funny isn't it how the most normal things are so appealing right now it's so true isn't it it's the little things that we can suddenly yeah. appreciate <laughs> um, and what are you most looking forward to doing when things go back to normal I had uh I became an auntie last week um Aww, my brother and congratulations his, I know his girlfriend gave birth to a beautiful little girl called Kelly she came a week early so she's only dinky she's six pounds uh Aww. and she's beautiful and I cannot wait to drive I mean they live four hours away but I'm gonna get in that car and drive straight there and give that baby a cuddle and them all a big cuddle because I think to give birth at this time must have been so difficult and stressful and now they're at home on their own there's no midwife visits it's so difficult and I just really I'm really proud of how they've done and I just can't wait to go and see my little niece I think that's probably one of the hardest things isn't it in terms of you know not being able to see family and you know not being able to go and visit your brand new niece and give her cuddles that's oh it's so hard isn't it and my my nan has my nana who I talked about before who's lived through the blitz she's had coronavirus she oh my goodness no uh they told us to say our goodbyes last week and she has somehow survived we do not know how so oh my goodness (laughs) she sounds like the most rock hard cool nana ever she's unbelievable the kids call her crazy nanny and it's definitely there's a reason why she's she is unbelievable so uh she lives around the corner from my brother actually so i'll just be straight down there giving them all hugs and oh it's uh, yes we can't believe she's actually made it to see her her sixth i think it's her sixth great grandchild so that's amazing do you promise when that happens do you promise to put that on instagram stories <laughs> so that we can all experience Definitely. that amazing moment yeah i haven't even told everybody about it actually to be honest because it's just one of those things isn't it you sort of feel like oh it's all happening i don't really want to tell everybody yeah. i don't really know what's going to happen but now she's she's back in her care home so yeah it's absolutely wow. unbelievable 
Oh my goodness. Well, on that incredibly inspiring note, Daisy, um, I just want to thank you massively for being a guest. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, remind us where we can find you online so that people can follow you and get get as many, as many ideas as possible. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at 5 Minute Mum. You can find me on Facebook at 5 Minute Mama because somebody had already nicked 5 Minute Mum. And oh. um, you can find me on 5MinuteMum.com and I'm on YouTube. I've got a channel too. If you just type in 5 Minute Mum, it comes up with my channel and some of my videos are up there if you prefer that too. And your book is called Give Me Five. It's called Give Me Five. It, they're struggling to get stuck into the warehouse, but I'm, I've been told it's back in the country. It's printed in Latvia, so they've had to drive a lorry back through all the, all the checkpoints, and it's back in stock, and hopefully you'll be able to get your hands on it in the next week or so. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Daisy. It's been great to chat to you. Thanks so much for having me, Alison. It's been lovely. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.